chapter 31, we open up with everyone teasing Breeze. Um, and Vin comes back beaten and broken again. Everyone's like, everyone kind of has that initial reaction of, oh boy, Steel Inquisitor Part 2 Electric Boogaloo. Um, but no, Vin mentions to everyone that she killed Lady Shan. Uh, she killed a fully trained Mistborn. Kelsier is amazed. Um, but they're also kind of nervous. They're kind of like trying to keep that down. Like, okay, you fought. You shouldn't have fought. Why did you fight? Okay, that's a bad reason. Okay, you know, maybe we shouldn't have fought to save Ellen. Okay, I get it. But you killed a Mistborn. That's crazy. Were you seen by anyone? And Vince's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> you shouldn't have done that. I'm so proud of you. But you should never do that again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, but yeah, yeah, no, it says it starts to fix Vin up. Um, Kelsey just wants to know why, like, Vin attacked first. She mentions the whole, hey, I did it because she was going to kill Ellen. And Kelsey is like, well, you know, he's just a, he's just a double nobleman, you know. Uh, why are you so attached? Come on, girl, get over your, get over your little crush. And Vin chastises all of them. You know, she says, like, you're not real ska. Like you might have started that way, but look at you how you live. You're noblemen without titles. And then runs off. And Kelsey at this point starts to feel guilty. He's like, ah crap. You know, maybe maybe she does have a point, you know. Maybe we have kind of lost our way here, or at least lost uh that initial like understanding of what it means to actually be a ska during this time. Well, Gosh darn it, we were doing so good. Reen's voice is fully back now. Pushing on Vin. Look at them, they're all, you know... You should be angry at yourself. Yeah. You let them get close, now they're all going to leave you. They're all going to leave. It started with Ellen, and they're all going to leave. We were working on that trauma, but it is back. It looks like we are in full... It's, it's fully on its way back in. So, Kelsier comes up and is like, hey, we need to talk... You know, and she's like, I'm sorry for what I said. And he goes, nah, like you wouldn't be a part of the crew. You wouldn't be part of the family if he didn't, you know, blow up every so often. Yeah, lose it every once in a while, everybody. Um, but Kelsey's like, you know, I love I love him. And that's what's hurting her so much. And Kelsey's like, you love Ellen? And she's like, no, I love Reen. Even after everything he did to me. All the beatings, the fact that he betrayed me and ran away, I still love him and I hate that I do. And Kelsier, Kelsier's right up there. He's like, oh yeah, I guess I've been telling you about Mare the whole time. You know, Mare betrayed me and I can't help but love her. So they end up understanding, you know. And he just keeps missing, she just keeps missing Green because at the end of the day, right, it kind of started with him. Her mother almost killed her. Reen saved her, and then Reen said he's gonna he's gonna leave her, and he did. Now Ellen left, is leaving her. The crew, you know, there's a chance that even when the crew's done with the job, they're all gonna leave her. You know, everyone's gonna leave eventually, and this is really just eating away at her. <laughs> um, but you know, in this moment, Kelsier having the heart to heart, being completely in a calm situation, is like. You're right, then, you know. I shouldn't focus on killing noblemen. There's no reason, like, even though all these terrible things have happened, it's not the correct way to go about things. And Vin finally lets go of the secret. 
that House Venture mines the ATM for the Lord Ruler. Um, but she tells, you know, she trusts Kelsier and she says, hey, don't use this unless you really have to. And Kelsier's like, I can't promise anything because House Venture has to fall, but I'll try. I'll try everything else before this. But again, no promises. <clears throat> so after that, Vin points out to Kelsier, hey, I don't think Mayor betrayed you. And he's like, what do you mean? He goes, you know how I can feel the Lord Ruler's Alamancy, and you keep telling me it's all in my head? And Kelsier's like, yeah, I mean, it's all in your head. He goes, she goes, I think me and the Steel Inquisitors, I think we can sense Alamancy through the Copper Cloud. Through the Copper Cloud. And Kelsier's like, nah, that's some BS. All right, how about this? He puts up his Copper Cloud, and he goes, what am I burning? And Vin starts to focus, like, really hard. And she hears, like, this, like, like something off in the distance. Like, she, she senses Alamancy really far off in the distance. And she's like, wait, what the heck? And then she pushes through and pierces, pierces uh, Kelsier's copper cloud. And she goes, you're burning, I, I forgot what it was, you're burning steel. Or you're burning tin or whatever. He goes, no way, lucky guess, do it again. You're burning pewter this time. And Kelsier's like, holy crap. You you can pierce a copper cloud. And she's like, yeah, I think the Steel Inquisitors can too. How else did they find me on that stormy night? Which, if that's the case, oh boy. And then she says, like, that means that Mayor Wayne not betrayed you. Yeah. He pointed out to her because she was the Ten Eye. Yeah. And they were able to see her. That was all that was the reason he <coughs> said that was the reason that he said that you um that she gave you away. Yeah. Yeah, that that was it. That's the reason why he, you know, Mayor, you know, thanked Mayor for betraying them, right? It was just because the fact that she was just using Alamancy, even though they had a smoker, Lord Ruler apparently could sense it still. So this gives Kelsier a bit of hope, and he's like, well, that's interesting. And we shift point of views to Ellen at this point in the chapter. Ellen is off, at this point, if we, we need to reframe this, Ellen is off with Jastis, apparently, having fled the keep after the, the Mistborn fight, essentially. But he didn't know to what extent. He thought he was being spied on. He left. He was like, I used this confusion just to get away because hey, it's a good time to get away. And he went to go meet with his spies. And, oh boy, were we wrong. The spies were not following then. It's way worse. They were following Sazed. And they followed Sazed back to clubs the shop so it's out of the bag um ellen basically confirms you know vin is in a ska thieving crew and they know exactly where he's hiding where they're hiding and and he's remarkably chill about it yeah he's he's actually happy and Jastis is like, what the heck, dude? Why are you so happy? We've, we, you know, I tried to tell you she was lying to you. He goes, yes, but she's not a spy. She, she just wants spying. to rob me. <laughs> yeah, she just wants to rob me. It that's changes the dynamic. Deal. Yeah, yeah, that's not a big deal. And Jastis is like, you're the only person who would be happy to hear that someone's trying to rob you instead. And he's like, well, you know, money isn't everything. And he's like, crap, I think I hurt her for no reason. Because... He, 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 you know, we get his point of view and we know it's true now. He just wanted her to get out of town. He just wanted to basically, it's the whole, uh, throwing, throwing the rocks at the dog. Go, no, you can't be with me. Don't do it. Uh, 
He just wanted her out of town to keep her safe. And he realizes, well, maybe I didn't need to do that, considering she's in a ska thieving crew. Maybe she could take care of herself. And I hurt her for no reason. That sucks. Um, But he's like, okay, well, I'm going to go back now. You keep all the bad books, Jastys. You keep all the bad books, and I'm going to go back to the Venture House now and figure out what's going on. And... He runs into Strathfincher. He runs into his dad. And his dad's like, you idiot boy, where have you been? And he's like, dude, there was just someone spying. We're all good. And he goes, no, there was a full-on Mistborn assassin team sent here to kill you. And Ellen's like, what? And he goes, and apparently there was another Mistborn fighting them. Uh, unconfirmed. Unconfirmed. But, uh, yeah. And Straff's pretty annoyed that his plan to assassinate Ellen didn't didn't go through. But here we are, and Ellen's like, well, darn. He goes, the third Mistborn is probably fake. They probably is someone seeing that, because why would anyone send another Mistborn to protect me? It makes no sense. But also, he reveals that one of the, the one of those Mistborn was Shan. Yeah. I mean, Ellen's like, I, dude, to me, Ellen had an underreaction here. He was like, oh, really? <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, okay. Okay. Anyway. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, you would think you'd be like, huh, I'm kind of dumb. But nope. He was just like, whatever. But, uh, yeah, Ellen chills out and is thinking about things. And, you, dude, this guy's like a love-struck puppy. Because he's like, dude, Vin's just a ska thief? Well, maybe after this is all blown over, we can get through all the lies and everything and have an actual relationship. And that's where we're left with the chapter. All right. Chapter 32. 32. Epigraph freshly cut from the last episode. <laughs> um yeah, let's talk about that. You know, I was going to talk about it last episode. But let's talk about it this episode. Yes. So the epigraph, right? Oh, wow. Okay, so apparently they're safe from the deepness up in the Terrace Mountains for whatever reason that is. It can't, its influence can't get to them. At least that's what it sounds like they thought, but the mist creature could get to them. Mm-hmm. So what the heck is going on there? <laughs> um, They found some lake. Could this be that the the well they've talked about this entire time in the previous points in the epigraph? But it's there. They're there. The mist creature's attacking people other than our hero now, other than the Lord Ruler. What the heck is going on? Interesting stuff. We're nearing our, our end here, so we're going to find out, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. Maybe, maybe. Chapter 32. All right. So uh, Vin jumps up. Onto a roof and surprises Spook. Um, Mistborn aren't very good at not surprising people. Um, Even a Ten-Eye. Especially a Ten-Eye. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Spook is just their best Ten-Eye, so he has the most important watches. And currently, it's about to be nighttime, the sun's setting, and he's watching out because it's it's uh, Keep Hasting. It's House Hastings turn to fall tonight. Uh, as they have been being worn down from constant attacks from other houses, and tonight's the night that they're just going to be beaten into the dirt. And it's Spook's job to keep tabs. Well, Vin's like, hey, so, yeah. About the handkerchief. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they they, they just get, they hash it out. And Vin's like, listen, Ellen's not with me anymore, but I still love the dude. Uh, it's not you, it's me. It's not you, it's me. Your friend zone. Can I keep the <laughs> handkerchief? And Spook's like, man, I, I've been living in the friend zone, so I get it. And they end up being chill. Spook says, like, Spook says what he thought. 
he was like it was like a, just an infatuation that he he knew nothing was going to come of it you know he wanted it but he he knew nothing was going to come come of it at the end of the day um but yeah he's on the he's on the lookout because soldiers are attacking only at night this house war is going on at night because i guess the the noblemen want to pretend like it doesn't exist you know and so everything's happening in the shadows even though they know the Lord Ruler knows, but they're also just kind of like, hey, we're just going to pretend. Mm-hmm. And so everything really happens at night. Um, Vin is kind of nervous because the garrison is only one or two weeks out. If they have a plan that they're going to pull off, it needs to happen soon before they get back. And Vin... How do I put this? There's always been this like kind of sense of hopelessness, but it's been like dreadful hopelessness. Vin, I think for the first time, has a more realistic view of things. She goes, I don't think we're going to pull this off. But it isn't despair. It isn't, oh, we could never pull it off. She's actually proud. I don't think we can pull this off. I think too many things went wrong, but I'm proud of what we've been able to do. And she even goes as far to say, and in the future, maybe I'll start my own rebellion down the road. You know, maybe I'll take, we'll take what we learned here and we'll do it again. Another one. Like, you know. Well, I mean, she recognizes there's a system in place that it's not, it's not just like, oh, we topple, topple the big bad and it goes away. It's like, there's a whole big, you know, big pyramid of things that would have to fall down for it to go down. So she's, she's getting more realistic in that sense. Yeah. But, but one thing she points out is like, she goes, what we've done today is proof. You know, everyone, including myself, believed that the final empire couldn't be fought. But what we've done today is proof that we can resist and we can win. Eventually, we can win. Mm-hmm. Um, so all that happens and Kelsier <laughs> jumps up there and scares them the same way that Vin scared Spook. And is like, oh, yeah, sorry about that. Hey, uh, Vin, you ready? You ready to go? We're going to go see March again, and we need to get more information on the ministry. But before we go there, there's some place I want to stop real fast, so we need to go ahead and head out now. And Vin's like, cool, let's go. And Kelsier's like, on the way there, hey, Vin, thank you for what you said about Mare. You know, I think this entire time I was trying to find a reason to trust her, and I was giving, I wanted to give her the benefit of the doubt, and you gave me that reason, so thank you very much. And Vin's like, hey, it makes sense because, you know, based on what I've learned from y'all, it makes sense that given the, the, the two paths in front of you to trust everyone or to trust no one, it's less stressful and less on my mind. I'd rather trust everyone than not trust anyone at all. And, and she's like, thanks for like messing me up. And Kelsey's like, oh, yeah, we messed you up real good, man. You're all you got nothing, no, nothing straight. And he goes, so, um. What do you think about, uh, maybe that's what your boy Ellen's trying to do. Kelsier, of all people, is trying to convince Vin that maybe Ellen is not that bad of a guy. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, well, maybe isn't maybe that's what Ellen did, you know? Maybe Ellen was just trying to protect you, and that's why um, he, told, he said all those, you know, he says, like, nasty things to her. But, like, he's like, maybe that's why he said all those things. And she's like, no, Kelsier, you didn't see Ellen. I saw a different side of him. He was serious. He didn't want me anywhere near him. And I think he thinks I'm a spy for another house. 
And Kelsey's like, oh, you know, no you, Vin. Maybe you're the one with baggage and you're putting that baggage on this poor boy. And because you think that everyone leaves you, you think that's the only thing he could do. He said it a lot nicer than I did, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's essentially what he said. And Vin's like, yeah, maybe. Maybe, maybe. Well, they stop. And for they go to their stop before they visit Mars. Marsh, and it turns out that Kelsier's just visiting a group of Ska, and Vin goes to point out, like, oh, this is how I used to live. And she doesn't say it in a mean way, but it's not it's not nice anyway. She basically goes, was this as pathetic as I was? Is the, they're, they're... I mean, this is the same Vin who thought uh, getting a bath was a little, a little much. <laughs> yeah. Is this how pathetic I was, you know? They're all so scared. They're all so worried. They're huddled up together. Is this really like what how I was like? And Kelsey's just there to inspire hope. He tells them all, "Hey, we House Hastings fell today, and I know you all work for Hastings." And they're like, "Who you know who's gonna feed us?" And Kelsey's like, "I'm gonna feed you. I just want you to stand up straighter. I want you to be a little prouder. They can be beaten. We can do this." And Vin's like, Vin notices something which I think is an issue on Kelsey's part. It's something that I've been worried about and kind of looking. She goes, Kelsey loves the ska. But he loves them like a parent would love a child, not how someone would love an equal. Mm-hmm. And so it's not as bad as I thought, but it's still pretty bad. Kelsier, the, to him, these are his people, but he's above them and he sees himself as above them. Okay. Um, but, you know, not as bad as I thought, you know. <laughs> <laughs> There'll be a little bit more supremacy here and there. Yeah, the, yeah, for sure. But, uh, yeah, and it's revealed that Kelsier does this multiple times a night in between his attacks, and he's just, you know, he it's to inspire people, it's to see how get people to see him. Vin's like, one of them calls Kelsier the Lord of the Mist, and Vin's like, oh, that's a new that's one. That's a new one. Yeah, that's a new <laughs> one. But they leave there, and Vin's like, I can see why Kelsier does that, you know. It, it would be awful if every single one of his nights was nothing but killing people, and, and you know it probably does him good to inspire people and to do some good that doesn't involve killing. So she sees it. Um, but yeah, they head over to Marsh, the Marsh's place. They realize the light is on in the correct window, which means that Marsh is ready to see them and they go in and Kelsier freezes and then immediately turns everything on. And it's like listening for people and goes, why is he freezing? And as the door opens, a pool of blood just soaks their feet. And we find Marsh, uh, just this corpse that Vin describes as barely resembles a human. It's just left in the center of this room. And I think it was described, it's exactly what happened in the thieving crew lairs, except done to one person. Mm -hmm. And crap. The the ministry discovered Marsh, and Vin is like snapping Kelsier out of it because Kelsier like this is I think the most vivid response we've seen to something. When Vin almost died, we saw Kelsier at his most panicked. Kelsier literally fell to his knees and did like the reach out, like he wanted to touch Marsh's face. This hit him hard, mm-hmm. and Vin has to snap him out of it and goes, "Listen, this just happened. That means there's an Inquisitor nearby." We need to go. And Kelsier, to his credit, snaps out of it really quickly. And before they leave, Vin notices another 
like chair leg or table leg or whatever the same way marsh got the code last time she finds another one that's hidden and she's able to get it and she sees that there's a message in it and they get the heck out of there so marsh had left them a message and a lot of good it did it had some useful information of it but basically it was exactly what they expected marsh was like uh i think they suspect me and i'm writing this as a just in case um i haven't found anything useful uh i know there's whispers that there's a weakness there's a whispers that the inquisitors have a weakness but i haven't heard it yet uh the most interesting thing that i've heard is that the inquisitors want to be in charge and they're sick and tired of the obligators being in charge and they're more loyal to the lord ruler yeah they're more loyal yeah they're, they're he's like they, they're almost kind of fanatical and that's the information we get from this message but marsh was right they were on to him and they were able to get him and it i don't know it didn't dawn on me the first time i read this i was like oh okay they got marsh that's sad but it didn't dawn on me but it dawned on kelser pretty quickly kelser tells everyone lord renew needs to pull out we need to retreat everyone needs to go into hiding because marsh almost certainly broke yeah marsh broke the inquisitors break everyone they get their hands on before they kill him marsh broke and you know our entire plan is probably been given up at this point and so we you know they send uh they send thugs and uh, i think they send, they send a ten eye over to renew and they like get him out of there tell him to like take the canal boat and run um and but tell him to like abandon his canal boat like a couple of days out and to come back to the city and hide here you know Doxon, go to the second, the backup safe house, the one that only me and you know about. Everyone needs to hide. And they're like, Kelsey, what are you doing? He goes, I'll see y'all all in two days. Kelsey, what are you doing? I'm going to hit him where it hurts. And we get we get a, a literary technique that Brandon's so good at here. We get this view, a point of view of a random character. You know, if this was a video game, a random NPC. We get this view of this random character that perfectly explains what Kelsier went through in the pits of Hathsin. We get the point of, view, point of view of the slave of the pits of Hathsin. And he's digging through, and we get to see how ATM's found. It's in these crystals that grow out, and you have to reach into the crystal and pull the, the, the geode of ATM out of it. And when you do, it, the crystals cut up your arms, all, all like how Kelsier's arms are cut up. And he's just excited. This guy's excited to find... A geode of ATM because it means that he gets to live for another week. And when he comes out, all the guards are dead, and there's Kelsier. And Kelsier's like, go take that ATM, or go take that geode, break it open, get the ATM, and sell it in a city, and go hide. Take as many people as you can with you, you know, split up the money, try to stay alive, you know. Who are you? I'm going to be what you're about to be, a survivor. And he helps them escape, and he goes in and uses his allomancy to find all of the all of the ATM geodes, all the crystals. And when you use Alamancy around him, it breaks him. And he destroys the pits of Aston. At least all the ATM crystals. And that's uh that's where we're left with this chapter. Chapter thirty three. Thirty three. This the Sanderlinch is Oh Here it goes. Oh. Buckle up. <laughs> yeah, it's we're we're in it now. So, Vin and the crew are all hiding in the backup safe house, and they've been there for two days. They are 
pissed and like like just going stir crazy because I want to say the, the the safe house was described as literally just a basement. Mm-hmm. It's like it's a basement somewhere that they've been locked in for two days, and they're like, "Well, this is rough," but the crew is in a good mood. They're joking with each other, you know, and like Breeze is like, "Well, it's all over. Uh, we're not going to get any ATM. You know, we're going to get nothing out of this." And Doxon's like, "Yeah, but it was worth it." And they all just reminisce on exactly what Kel said. Yeah, we all, uh, you know, we all stayed because we're half decent people who actually want to see that these people have a good, have a good life have a good start. Uh, and it was a hundred percent worth it. Even though we're not gonna get the ATM, everything we did, you know, noble houses are collapsing left and right. Noblemen are slaughtering each other in the nights. We are happy with what we've done. They're all good people. Even you breeze, even you breeze. Yep. <laughs> and they're just teasing breeze, right? They're mocking him and they're having a good time. And, uh, yeah, Kelsey arrives, and he's tired. He's been pewter dragging for a long time. The person who introduces him is some unknown, like, I guess another one of Clubs' apprentices, because Spook is gone. Spook went to go help Renew. Renew. Right. Um, but yeah, Kelsey comes back, has supposedly been like pewter dragging for the past two days, and is like, hey, what's up, everyone? Um, like, what, you, what have you done? And Bruce is like, Bruce is like, He's probably done something absolutely insane. <laughs> He's like, what have you we done? We know you've done something stupid. We just don't know how stupid. Yeah, yeah. what have you done? And Kelsey's like, I destroyed the piss of ass. And, and Breeze is like, well, we shouldn't, uh, you know, we try to tell ourselves not to underestimate him. You think we by now we wouldn't underestimate him. You know, you think by now we wouldn't underestimate him, but here we are. How was that? And he explained, you know, he destroyed the crystals, the ATM crystals, and Breeze is like, you lunatic, you madman, you genius, like... You essentially collapsed the entire Final Empire's economy because it's all built around ATM. And you destroyed its ability, and I think Kelsier said, I destroyed its ability to be the crystal's ability to produce ATM for the next 300 years. And Breeze is like, well, we're not going to get the Lord Ruler's ATM, but this is pretty dang close. Mm-hmm. You know? we, just, we, are, we basically stopped the production of it, and I think we're good now. I, I mean, it's not going to work immediately. It's going to take a lot longer, but this will have, this will have the same effect. The, the the final empire will collapse. And Kelsey's like, "What do you mean, guys?" He goes, "Oh, we're not, we're not. I think we we're thinking about backing out now." And Kelsey's like, "Nah, you know, you know, wake me up in a couple of days. Uh, I want to keep talking about the plan, but it's still a go." Mm-hmm. And the group's like, "Well, what about what happened with Marsh and Mar- and Kelsey's like, yeah." Clubs is or has this clubs not been hit yet? And they're like, no. And he goes, eh, maybe Marsh didn't break. Maybe he didn't break. So, uh, yeah, Kelster's like, wake me up later. I'm gonna go sleep, and Kelster goes to sleep. And Vin starts talking to Sazen. He's like, hey, have you ever heard of this eleventh metal legend? And Sazen's like, no, I have not. But you know, I haven't heard of a lot of legends. You know, the first time I heard it was from Kelster. And Vin's like, okay, okay. Well, I don't think that it's going, like, I don't think it's real. I don't know. And then they get interrupted again. This is supposedly sometime the next day when this is occurring. I failed to mention that. And they get interrupted again by the the Tenai, whoever's on watch, and goes, hey, everyone's gathering in the squares for some more executions. And, oh boy. Doxon's like, all right, let's wake Kelsier up. So they wake up Kelsier. And Kelsier's like, all right, let's go watch the execution. You know, y'all don't have to, but I'm going to because 
this is definitely because I destroyed the pits. And so the best thing we can do is honor the sacrifices they're making, honor their deaths, because what I did, while ultimately necessary, is what caused them. So we're going to go honor them. And everyone decides, yeah, let's do this. Except for clubs. He's like, I'm going to stay back here. And they all go. And on their way there, it turns out that the carts are passing nearby them. And Kelsier gets the idea. I could just attack them right now. The Steel Inquisitors are going to come down from the palace. I can attack these right now and I can save all these people. And Vin's like, Kelsier, you're being crazy. Hey, Doxon, back me up. And Doxon's like, yeah, we can do it. Yeah, yeah we can do it. And the crew's like, okay, we, we can worse. do this. Yeah, we can do this. But Breeze goes, uh, excuse me, everyone. I'm no Tenai, but those people look very well dressed. And Kelsier just curses and jumps off. And Vin's like, what the heck? And she uses her ten. Oh, no. Lord Renew and Spook are in the prisoner carts. They raided the Renew Manor. And they got everyone, all the servants. The servants were in on it, too. They knew mm-hmm. about everything. So they took everyone. And that's who they're going to execute. And Vin's like, no, 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 Kelsier. Like, you're being dumb. She's trying to talk him down again, just like with the army. You're being dumb. There's hundreds of soldiers down there. There's so much down there. That's, that, that still is probably enough. You can't save them. And Kelsier goes, I let you stop me once. Vin there's something about friendship that you haven't learned yet, and I hope one day you learn it. And he goes. And, oh boy, here we go. Kelsier starts an attack in the broad, in broad daylight. The group kind of splits up, right? Doxin and Breeze and Vin all start to follow Kelsier. And Breeze, surprisingly, you know, I would when I think about him, I think of, you know, probably someone who stays back who doesn't necessarily run towards danger his first thought is i need you to get me somewhere where i can see most of the army or most of the bulk of these soldiers i need you to get me somewhere high i need you and like the crew just jumps in the action and vin's like y'all are all actually insane okay i guess we're doing this as she said we're not invincible but we're not helpless yeah we're not invincible and doxing goes, we're not helpless and they go and the fight breaks out kelsey like jumps into the center of everyone and and I think it's like described as like he lets out a yell and still pushes and literally dozens of soldiers in every direction just spray like 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 if you dropped a, a metal ball bearing into some water, they just just spray out in every direction. And he opens up one of the carts and he's like trying to get people out of here. And as he does. Crap. There's a big, tall figure behind them. Brown coat. It's a steel inquisitor. And they're surrounded by soldiers. The whole thing was a trap. Yeah, the whole thing was a trap. And what does the Steel Inquisitor say? I've caught you, Lord Kelsier. I found you. It was a clever ploy. No. Where's the girl? Again, where's the girl? And so the fight breaks out, right? Kelsier's like, oh, crap. We're getting swarmed by a whole bunch of soldiers. They're coming down like every... Every alleyway, they're coming out through the crowd, trying to push their way from the square. They're coming for him. But then he sees another group of individuals sprinting towards the thing. And they're all, they all have weapons and armor, but no, they're not wearing any uniforms. And then they see, sees it. Ham's leading them. Ham went and got one of their detachment soldiers. And now it is a full-on battle between 
the the Skull Rebellion and, and the soldiers at this point, the garrison and Luthadel, as the soldiers gladly, gladly just let the Steel Inquisitor and Miss Bourne fight, and they go engage Sam's uh, Ham soldiers, um, Ham's soldiers. And there's a little bit of a reason why they decided not to take on Kelsier, because Breeze was up there soothing them. Yeah, I mean, the whole squad starts to work together now, because now, uh, like, as, as ham soldiers are flooding in and they're starting to clash and everything, and Kelsier is like, okay, all I gotta do is distract the Steel Inquisitor while everyone escapes. Breeze is up on the roof, and we get to see him. And we get to see how emotional Alamancy, I mean, again, something that if you just think about makes complete sense, right? Morale. We're seeing what happens when an emotional Alamancer starts dampening stuff and starts breaking these soldiers' morale. And they start to decide, you know, some of them decide, hey, we're going to leave Kelsier alone and go fight the soldiers. Some of them outright just flee. They decide this fight isn't worth it at all. And Vin sees this and goes, okay, I don't need to go out down there and fight. I can help this way, Breeze. What do you need me to do? And she starts soothing everyone as well with him. Well... This is all cool and dandy and everything. And like you said, Kelsier is just like, all I got to do is distract the Steel Inquisitor and everyone will get away and we'll be good and I'll just run. And <sighs> two wrenches get thrown into place here and into the cogs. Ellen shows up, having learned that the ministry raided the Renew Manor, <clears throat> looking for Lady Villette, looking for Vin. That's, that's problem number one, because Kelsier's like, not him. Not the boy, right? Mm -hmm. That's that's bad. And then number two, the Inquisitor learns what Kelsier's doing and just starts killing some of the servants. And basically it says, like, if you don't want me slaughtering everyone, you have to fight me. And we end this chapter with one of the coolest moments ever. Kelsier downs his medals, squares this Inquisitor up and goes, all right, let's do this. And we get... In the next chapter, we're going to get that fight. Oh, boy. Here we go. 34. Chapter 34, you know? The big one. My notes legitimately start with, Kelser goes to beat that Inquisitor dolphin noise. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, man. Um, this discussion is going to be pretty quick again, because a lot of it is just an incredible fight scene. Really, really cool it, fight it scene. Is, oh. If we wouldn't get in trouble for it, I'm pretty sure we should just play the fight scene <laughs> yeah. over the mic. Just listen to it. But yeah, it's incredible. Kelsier begins his fight as Inquisitor. We get to see what happens when two Alamantic forces of nature, you know, it's the whole unstoppable force meets an immovable object. Yeah, I mean, it's a Kelsier is not holding back. But you know that thing, and I know, he's not running. Yeah, I just thought about that. You know, that quick statement there, and I was like, that actually does sum this up. This entire fight literally can be broken down to Kelsier being unstoppable this no matter what this inquisitor does it does not slow him down and the inquisitor taking every bit of punishment kelsier deals to him and just shrugging it off like nothing happened yeah and <clears throat> so i mean kelsier's flying all over the place he's pulling everything out he's she's doing yeah. everything he can pinballing like oh, he's like pinballing around pushing and pulling metals at different points basically like magneto keeping every metal in the air and like a dome surrounding this inquisitor and just pulling and pushing and pulling and pushing and at different angles it is incredible and venet even said like i am you know, I thought Kelsier would be weaker because he spread so thin as opposed to specialized like these mistings. But clearly this was the thing he has better than anyone else is the pulling and pushing. Yep. Yep. This was his, this was, that's why he taught her these, these, this was his specialty. But yeah. 
So some cool things I made note on that I just want to talk about with it. You know, the archers come down and they're ready to kill all the fleeing servants and everything. And Kelsier does like the coolest thing. He literally gets like like three or four metal bars and starts spinning them like a windmill and pushes them out in front of the group and starts deflecting all the obsidian arrows that he couldn't push away. Mm-hmm. It is so cool. Um, oh, another thing. So this this fight goes on for a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, before we have the cool epic ending where he's doing the dome of metal and pull, pushing and pulling to get the end of this fight, um, there's a point where the Inquisitor is jumping away because Kelsier, he thinks that Kelsier's playing games with him again. And so he's like, all right, I need to kill more people, I guess, or you're not going to go away. And he jumps over and buries an axe into Renew's back. And we're like, oh, there we go. We lost another person. And he goes and turns to do the same thing to Ellen and kill Ellen, who's who's now there kind of freaking out, trying to figure out where uh, Vin is, where Lady Valette is. And as that happens, Kelsier, we have the, you just have that moment, right? Kelsier goes, she loves him. And with he flares with all of his might and launches off at this Inquisitor and hits him right before he's able to kill Ellen. And again, one of the craziest things, he starts using his bare hands to kill the Inquisitor. He starts choking the Inquisitor to death. And he makes a note. He goes, if fears for his life. Yeah, March is right. There's fear in his eyes. He's it's it, it is scared to die. And he's no unfortunately he's no match for the Inquisitor once the Inquisitor actually gets his hands on him and he just he's just like, Oh, he's just so much stronger than I am, even though Kelsier's burning pewter. But when he lands he's choking this Inquisitor, he looks over and he just goes he goes, The girl's not here. Like like Vin's not here. Lady Valette's not here. Get out of here. And he's like, What am I doing saving a nobleman's life? you know? But again, like the thing, the first thing he said is like, it's kind of like that angry justification afterwards. But like the thing that mattered to him was the first thing he said, she loves him. And she, he, he realized his love for Marin. He's like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to let Vin like suffer that same fate. I'm not going to let Vin go through that heartbreak. And he saves Ellen. So those are, that's pretty much the big moments in the fight up until the end, which I think is again, so cool. After he's done kind of choking the Steel Inquisitor out and the Inquisitor forces him off, he looks over and Renew's standing up just staring at him with an axe buried in his back. And he gives he gives Renew a nod and Renew kind of, you know, I think of the wink back and then Renew just fell down like he was dead. What? Just, it's the Chondra, right? And then what happened to the Chondra? It did Dotson, Dotson was like, or Ben had told Dotson, oh, uh, he's got a, an axe buried in his back. He's like, oh, that may or may not be fatal for him. <laughs> All these little hints about what a conjure is, man. Mm-hmm. So we we realize now that like it isn't fatal for this guy, at least you know not initially because he, the axe is in his back, and Kelsier has to like remind Renew, Renew, lay down. <laughs> go, <laughs> you, go, you can go ahead; it's fine. It's yeah, fine. you have an axe in your back. Lay down. <laughs> but um, yeah. At this point, with Ellen having retreated, uh, Renew freed, Spook is gone, nowhere to be seen. Ham's telling Kelsier, "Hey." We got everyone out. In fact, Kelsier even makes a point to say, Renew's dead because Ham, you know, maybe Ham doesn't understand how the Condor works or whatever it is, but Ham, it, it was stated in there, Ham's not leaving until they've rescued everyone. And so Kelsier has to basically say, like, Renew, lay down. Renew's dead, Ham. Like, we're good. Get mm-hmm. out of here. You got everyone. And so Ham starts to retreat, and Kelsier's still fighting this Inquisitor. And, oh, again, just another cool moment. He's sitting there, and he's just going, I could run. 
And that's what Dachshund told Vin. Vin, don't go out there and fight. Kelsier's going to distract the Inquisitor until everyone's safe, and then he's going to run. And it goes back into Kelsier's mind, and he's just like, I could run, but nah, I'm glad you convinced me to fight with you, my dude, because I've always wanted to see whether I could take one of you. Mm-hmm. And Kelsier continues to fight. And we have that cool moment of the dome of metal, of throwing it and pulling it from every direction, of Kelsier dashing all around him at different angles, pushing, oh, you're going to push on that? Well, I'm going to drop that. I'm going to pull another piece of metal through. You're going to stop doing that? I'm going to push this metal back through. You're going to dash to this direction. It is so fast-paced and so cool. And at the final point, the Inquisitor just gets so mad. He's just so tired of Kelsier. He's not able to hit Kelsier. He's not able to stop these little things that are poking at him. And so he just does this full-on, as strong as he can, steel pushes in every direction. And the minute Kelsier sees that, he drops every aspect of metal, every bit of metal that he has. He stops pushing on everything. Picks up a rock, it runs over and bashes the Steel Inquisitor upside the head. And when the Steel Inquisitor falls down on this wooden cart, he uses the rock to literally nail his head into the cart with his own spikes through his eyes. And at that point... He picks up the the he picks up the axe, the Steel Inquisitor's axe, which is now lacking a renew body, and uh, picks it up and decapitates the Steel Inquisitor. And we learn that they can be killed. Kelsier has killed the Steel Inquisitor. Man, such a cool moment. And Kelsier even has this, like, he goes, he, he realizes he's flooded at this point with exhaustion. This man is still getting over pewter dragging, and he probably just, to be fair, that right there was probably a pewter drag, <laughs> that fight mm-hmm, he had. Mm-hmm. He, he went all out for it. But he wins. And there's this moment where he goes, man, maybe this doesn't have to be how I thought it needs to be. And then that hope is crushed. Because the stealing boss music intensifies. And the Lord Ruler shows up. Everyone can feel it immediately. Kelsier feels the Alimantic force, the, the 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 feeling of dread. Vin feels it, and Vin's like, "Oh no 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 no, Kelsier, it's time to run." And Doxon goes, "I don't think he's going to do that, Vin, because up to this point, Kelsier's been looking for a time to fight the Lord Ruler." And Vin's like, yeah, "You're right. This was his job. We all had our own jobs." But this was his, and I, I don't think Kelsier's going to shy away from this. So Kelsier is just staring the Lord Ruler down as the Lord Ruler steps out. And we now see the Lord Ruler is, in fact, a handsome gentleman. He's a young man, jet black hair, peak, you know. Sorry, ladies, this is what peak performance looks like. <laughs> um, like, it is, he is just, uh, he is hot boy anime whatever it is and he comes out and he just starts walking towards Kelsier and some of the Sam soldiers are like you know they start shouting things out like for my wife for my family you know these people who have been oppressed they're ready to fight I mean good on them man they're not afraid they charge the Lord Ruler and two guys both stab him through with spears and the Lord Ruler gets stabbed through the chest stabbed through the back and ignores them just keeps walking spears still sticking out of him and then we get to see something horrible as all the Steel Inquisitors show up and start, like, butchering the people who attacked the Lord Ruler. But this guy just walks through with two spears stuck through him and basically squares up Kelsier. I think it was the distance was described as the spear almost was touching Kelsier, the one sticking out of him. 
and it just looks at Kelsier, looks down to the left at the Steel Inquisitor, and goes, you know, those are really hard to make. Those are very hard to replace. Yeah, those are really hard to replace. And they have some banter back and forth, and, and Kelsier's like, you know, he's like, Lord Ruler's like, I killed you once. And Kelsier's like, yeah, you tried. But you can't kill me because I'm hope. You know, ideas are bulletproof. <laughs> Um, but he's like, you can't kill me because I'm hope. And as he says this, the Lord Ruler backhands him. And it's described as like, there's just a spray of blood and Kelsier like just limply falls to the side and is just not moving. And the Lord Ruler walks up and is like, well, like I'm going to do it right this time and takes one of the spears out of his chest and stabs Kelsier through the chest. And yeah, Kelsier's dead. After he says that, the Lord Ruler just looks around like nothing happened really and just goes, eh, let the executions begin. And all the Steel Inquisitors, not just one, all of them that are here in Lufidel, start spreading out and just massacring people indiscriminately. Just everyone around them. And during the chaos, Vin goes to check on Kelsier, and Kelsier is in fact dead. There's no pulse, there's nothing there. And she has to be, dra- uh, she has to be dragged away by Ham. And... Ooh, we get a reminder that once again, Reen is always correct. Reen reminds Finn, see, I told you he would leave. He left you just like everyone else. Everyone's going to leave you. And that's the end of part four. Okay. So, um, yeah, chapter 35. Let's just jump right into it because we were left with Ooh, a big cliffhanger at the end of part four. And so let's just do it. You know, Reen, you know, dude, hashtag Reen's always right. You know, this guy, <laughs> he called it. To Vin, Kelsier betrayed her. Kelsier left. And he could have, he could have run. He didn't have to stay and fight. He chose to. And. That just eats Vin up inside. So, Saisit is looking for Vin. And Vin, when they kind of finally meet up, Vin's like, I don't think Kelsier ever actually had a plan, Saisid. Um, He seemed really hesitant when they were talking, when she was talking with him about uh, when they were going to go see Marsh for the first time. How he admitted he didn't know how the 11th medal worked. He's still trying to figure it out. And she saw finally, you know, and at the moment, in the moment, it comforted her a little bit. She saw that Kelser was, in fact, a man. Human. Yeah, and he was trying to still figure things out. But now that kind of backfires because Vin sees Kelsier and just goes, you never had a plan. And it's just absolutely like, I don't know why I trusted you. And she, I think she's really just going through the, the stages, stages of grief, grief right now. Yeah. Because um, she's going in and Saiza's just like, listen, you know, Saiza, as calm as ever. Is like we just we just need to still believe. Maybe, maybe you know the crew. Maybe me, you, and the crew. We just don't understand what what's actually happening. And so, says it's like you know. Kelsier did do something interesting here. He is seen as a religious figure now by the ska. Everyone is. You know. Maybe that ended up being a part of his plan, but. Vin, all Vin can see now is that everyone in the crew 
is now going to go their own separate ways. That's how she sees it. She just sees it as Kelsier left. Kelsier's dead. The plan is over. Sazed, Sazed mentions, oh, I need to go back to the Keepers and, and distribute the knowledge that I have. It can't die with me. No, Vin, you can't, you can't come with me because I still have to keep this a secret. And everyone and the part of the crew is just going to split at this point, right? Breeze is going to back, go back to doing whatever Breeze does. Ham's going to go back to his family. Everyone's just going to split up. And so Vin's just continuously having this pity party. But before they start to leave and kind of head out into their separate ways, Sazed is like, hey, do you hear that? And Vin's like, uh, and they kind of look over the edge of this building. They're looking over. And they start to see the Ska people, the citizens, starting to spread out and go out into the mist. And they're even calling to people who are hiding inside. Do we, you know, we do not need to fear the mist. Did Kelsier not say he is Lord of the Mist? The mist will protect us. Isn't Kelsier with us now? Yeah, isn't Kelsier with us now? And everyone's like, you know, what the heck? Like, there's, what the heck's going on here? Um, The rebellion starts to grow. And this guy, you know, one of the scholars just keeps calling out, Kelsier's with us here now. He appeared to me. He appeared to me. I saw him after his death. And someone said, he died, though. And he goes, yes, and I saw him afterwards. And what did we do? Lord Kelsier slew an immortal inquisitor, and we did nothing but watch as everyone else tried to kill him. You know, we're not going to do that anymore. He's with us. You know, the, the mist protects us, and he just keeps calling out, and it starts to grow, and then kind of starts to look out, and she starts to see more hordes of the of torchlight appearing at different parts in the city. And I don't know, I think we're starting to see Kelsier's plan come together. Because at this point, the Scar are starting to come out into the seas. They're starting to essentially form what a mob, a riot group, essentially. Kind of all chanting and getting behind the idea of Kelsier as the Lord of the Mist. So, the rebellion starts to grow. Kelsier, it's, it's, at this point, we understand Kelsier did this on purpose. It is his plan. He made this religion to get the group together and kind of pull the ska out and give them a reason to fight. He, Sazed's kind of thinking about it, and he's like, he asked Sazed, you know, about what made the people so strong. And if we go back to those chapters that we covered before, there's that moment where Kelsier was talking to Sazed going, what makes, you know, what made people want to keep fighting, you know? Even when their leaders were dead. Even when their leaders were dead. And it was faith and hope is what Sazed said. And this is what we're seeing now. So. The group kind of starts to think, okay. You know, if this was Kelsier's master plan all along, why did he need any of us? It doesn't make any sense. Why would Kelsier need a crew if all he had to do was... You know, we're saying this like it's some menial task. What did, you know? Why did he need us if all he had to do was start a whole religion around himself? Um, but Vin remembers. Wait, wait, wait. Where were you hiding people? And then Doxon was like, "Oh, we had a warehouse nearby." And it's like, "Well, you know, let's all go there really fast. Let's all go there." Like, you know, Kelster had to be doing something, and they rush off to this warehouse, and they find inside of it weapons and Lord Renew. But not. But not Lord Renew? Lord Renew? I mean, it is Lord Renew. It's, but it's our Lord Renew. Looking like Kelsier. Yeah. So we hear Lord Renew's voice, and we think it is our Lord Renew, and out walks Kelsier. Oh, crap. What, what What's this? Uh, well, it turns out that we kind of have this understanding of what Condra can do now. 
they can take on the form of someone who has died, but they need their bones to do so. So the shapeshifter, that's what a chondra is. Yeah. And that's apparently that's how that's a part of Kelsier's plan too, is this Lord Renew is taken, has taken Kelsier and has started, has shaped into him and is now appearing to everybody, you know, hit the, his followers, the ska after his death to incite these people. When that man was saying, I saw him, he appeared to me afterwards. He meant it. Lord Renew being Kelsier appeared to the ska and started kind of incite this fire and incite the people to rise up. And Lord Renew explains to them, hey, there's a there's a piece of paper, there's a letter over there from Kelsier to all of you. He needed you all. Um, you need to read it, you need to follow its instructions. This is my part to play, but you still all have very important roles to play. And they ask, like, okay, what about the army then? Why did we need the army? And he goes, well, the garrison's gone, so it did work. But Kelsier also understood that you needed a trained group of soldiers, even though you're going to have the populace rise up. It would be good to have that trained core still to operate with. Um, but yeah. And he explained that like, that's why he sent them out to go, you know, visit the Ska periodically so that they would be seen as leaders that were following Kelsier. So that whenever they rose up, they would see, you know, Breeze and Ham and they would know that, oh yeah, they worked with Kelsier. Yeah, a couple of chapters ago, you know, we had Breeze complaining about why Kelsier was sending him out in front of people. This was the reason he needed them to be recognized as the leaders after he was gone. And why did he choose good people? He chose good people because he knew that after everything they had done, you saw how Ham reacted. What was it now? Almost 10, 11 chapters back, how Ham reacted to Kelsier lying to the army, how Breeze reacted to Kelsier when they realized the army was dead. He chose these people because he knew that once he got them in, they were too good of people to walk away. They weren't going to leave the Ska hanging. They will. They would stay and, and be their leaders. Well, last little bit of information here on Lord Renew. He's, he looks like a mistwraith. He looks translucent. And he says, like, uh, Condra is a grown-up mistwraith. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. So, again... Going all the way back to Ska... Chapter 8. <laughs> going all the way back to Ska uh, superstition, they're not wrong at all. They're legitimately mistraced that go around Stealing and can steal your faces. faces. Yep. yep. Oh, boy. Okay. So all these legends from the prologue are coming back. And they're real, yeah. They're real. Well, all right. He left instructions to them, and the con the last thing the Condra does, last thing Lord Renew does, is give Vin a bag. And Vin looks in it, and she realizes it's a it's a bunch of atium, or it's some atium. Oh, I guess I shouldn't say a bunch. It doesn't say a bunch. It's just ATM, some atium metals and, then, and and the eleventh metal. And with a note that's basically like, "Hey, Vin, you know, if you're reading this, I'm really sorry. This is the way it had to go. You know, I'm really sorry. I don't want you to hate me. I didn't want to leave, but this was like, this was the plan." And he goes, I don't know what the 11th medal does. If you're reading this, you know, I, I, try, I, try, I tried to use it and it didn't work. So, you know, good luck. You know, originally your job originally was going to be to assassinate all the high noblemen during this chaos. But you convinced me that maybe they don't all need to die. So instead, just stay back and stay safe. Okay. The rest of the instructions... For the rest of the crew, Doxin is going to be doing what he does best, logistics. He's going to be staying back and making sure that every, all the 
as more and more of the populace starts to rise up, they're going to be directed towards the multiple warehouses with the multiple trained soldiers where all the weapons are hidden throughout the city. He's going to be like, it's your job to make sure that these are set up and ready to distribute weapons to the army, ready to distribute weapons to everyone and to keep everyone moving. You know, what was it? What Breeze? Breeze, your job is you're going to take the bulk of trained soldiers that we have, not the random citizens, the trained soldiers we have, and you're going to go march on the garrison with your, uh, you're going to march on the garrison, and you're going to try to use your soothing to convince them that maybe it's not the best idea to fight, and so see if we can take the gates and the walls peacefully. Ham, you're going to take uh, most of the populace, and you're going to go start crushing any of the great houses that are still trying to resist. And, uh, and then it'll say, what, Breeze, Breeze, your army of soothers and rioters need to get out there and make make the bad guys surrender, make the good guys fight harder. And so, with that kind of spread out and everyone's job in place, you know, Vin, and, Vin is still sitting there going like, Caesar, I don't have a job, really. And it doesn't feel it doesn't feel right for her right she she wants to be doing something we've had this theme of her again the the insecurity she's always fought with has been once i'm useless they're gonna get rid of me but kelsier's words kind of echo in her mind here a bit kelsier said in his in his letter then listen you are now the crew's misborn once this is all done you know that there are going to be Mistborns from other noble houses that are going to come and try to assassinate everybody. They're going to try to kill off the leadership. And it's going to be your job to keep them safe. Um, and Vin goes, you're right. You know, everyone needs a good leader. Everyone needs someone logistics. They need a leader. But every good kingdom also has an assassin, and that's what I'm going to do. And she tells Sazed, hey, turns out... Uh, I need to go figure out what's in that room because the Lord Ruler, Kelsier might have failed there, but he's still a problem. And that's going to be my problem to solve. And that's where we're left with this chapter. So, chapter 36. The Sanderlunch continues as Vin is approaching Greedic Shaw. As she arrives, though, she takes a completely different stance than Kelsier has in the past. She lands and the guards are there. She could have easily killed them all without them even knowing what was going on. And instead, she looks at them and goes, Hey, you know, I know you did this because you're scared. I know the only reason you're working for the Lord Ruler or you're even protecting the palace is because it provides a better outlook for, you know, a, be- a better outcome for you and your family. Look at out there. A full-on rebellion's occurring. The Scar taking over. The noblemen are going to fall. You may fight if you wish, but if not, go join. You know, you're all's forgiven. And they do that. They drop everything and they're like, well, let's... Uh, Let's, let's I think at least she, not fight. I, I think she knew to use some emotional elements. She did a little bit, yeah. yeah. A little bit. <clears throat> a little, little, little tamper. She convinced them not to fight, and they just let her pass. Well, she gets into Kredik Shaw, and she's going straight for that room that Kelsier's talked about before. And there are two, excuse me, there are two Steel Inquisitors waiting for her. And she engaged, engages them, like, immediately. No, no hesitation, no fear. Rushes them and uh, hits them with, the age-old, the perfect move. The, the This move is uncounterable. It is the, the strongest thing we've ever seen. It's pocket pewter. <laughs> pocket pewter. <laughs> yeah, pocket pewter. She throws pewter up in the air, and it, 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 whatever shit does, it causes the Steel Inquisitors to like kind of like freak out. They go, like, what? Like, they couldn't see her. It's blinding. Yeah, it blinds them. And she's able to, you know, 
lunge out and get past them. You know, beforehand she shot out what, like a bunch of like stone arrowheads. So, so this is a cool thing. I'm gonna nerd out about this for just a second. So, what she did is she basically attached pins, or like rings, onto these uh, arrowheads, and or like the ends of arrows, and they worked like grenade pins. So, what she did is she shot them out. So the rings carried the arrows forward. And of course, the Steel Inquisitor is like, you idiot, I'm going to take care of this. And when he pushed it back, the pins flew out and pulled back. But the arrowheads kept going because they had the momentum and there were no, there was no metal on them anymore. So it shot him in the face. Yep. So very cool stuff. She's able with that in the, the, the pocket pewter, she's able to get past these two Inquisitors and she bust into this room that we've been trying, trying so hard to figure out what the heck is in there. And... She finds nothing but a, a room that feels, in her own words, feels homey. It feels relaxing. Like a bunch of, like, knickknacks or a bunch of, like... A know, fireplace burning in the corner. Memorable things, you know. And there's just, in the center, there's this wizened old man just looking incredibly feeble and broken. And he, he turns and looks at her. And right before she's, like, she gets kind of stunned by this. Like, what the heck? What's this old dude doing in here? A Steel Inquisitor grabs her, and she starts to kind of fight with it. As she's fighting, you know, she she or as she's kind of like grappling with this guy, and she's trying to get away from it, the old man turns out to be the Lord Ruler. They mentioned that he's the Lord Ruler, right? Yeah, he's like, he goes, what is this? You know, some Palpatine stuff. What is this? And and they're like, Lord Ruler, blah, blah, blah. She's the Ska Mistborn girl. And like, you know, they go into their whole talking and everything, but Vin's like, What? This is the Lord Ruler. The last time Vin saw him, the last time we saw him, he was like this like chiseled peak performance man. Yeah, the young, young guy. Young, young, young man. And here, um, it's, what the heck? So she goes, forget it. I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to figure this out. It's uh, time the, to use the 11th medal. It's time to use the 11th medal. The Lord Ruler is like, kill the girl. And the Soul Inquisitor is like, no... I want to, you know, I want to, pl- I want to play with her a little bit more. I want to figure out what's going on. He wants to interrogate her. Well, no, no, no. He, he was like, he's like, there's something special about him, and I need you, I need you to to listen to me, and I want to review the Canton and or- Orthodoxy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but he he begs the Lord Ruler to let him keep Vin, and as this is happening, Vin burns the eleventh medal, and next to this feeble old version of the Lord Ruler, she says, sees like a proud man with a full grown beard standing there. And another like person, another man standing nearby, looking like a like a nobleman, and she's like, "What the heck is going on here?" And the eleventh medal burns out, and she's knocked unconscious. We then jump to Ellen's point of view. Ellen is amazed that there's a Skull Rebellion. Uh, Lord Strathventure is running and trying to flee the city with his tail between his legs because he learns. Oh boy, you know, he knows what's happened. He even tells Ellen, you know, something happened to the ATM mines, so we're in trouble. And he's trying to get out of there. And Ellen thinks that the nobility should, you know, should be an ally of the Ska Rebellion. Because in his eyes, the Ska and the noble nobles, their true enemy is the Lord Ruler. And so he's like, we should be allying with them. If they're starting this up, we need to do this. Why are you fleeing? And, like... Venture's like, you know what? I don't I don't care. And Ellen's like, well, I'm going to stay. I'm not leaving. Venture's like, it's funny because Venture's like, Venture's just like, I'm going to go after you just because you disobeyed me. 
and it takes Venture a while to realize this is kind of what he wants because he's just like, like no. ah yeah you know what you should stay behind yeah, that's he, a good point yeah he's like arguing he's like no you're not going to stay behind you're not going to disobey me and Ellen's like no you and that's when the Lord Venture or Straff Venture is like yeah yeah no actually it's a good idea in fact you're now in command lead our house to glory I'm out of here I'm leaving. And he basically abandons the house, Venture does, and takes a very small, you know, I think he even says, oh, it would have been a lot harder if we had to take our entire house anyway. So it's a good idea that we can only, we, we can just leave on one canal boat instead of like waiting for everyone to come. And so he's left in charge and Ellen's like, oh, I, I'm in charge. And he gives, he gives some really good orders. He's like, hey, all of you go, you know, is it, was it, was it House Lical? Lical? Lical, yeah. He's like, all of you go to House Lical, and we, you know, we need to all join up together, because we're going to get slaughtered if we're all separate, and... You know, it was a good point, like, I think even one of the soldiers was like, but they're like our enemies, and he's like, well, this would be a good time for us to not be enemies, right? Yeah, yeah, this would be a good time. And it's easier to hold up over there, and it's better if we, if we, if we're band together, we're more likely to stay together. And then he says... Yeah, he says, like, hey, you're going to do that, and I need a couple of men to come with me, because I'm going to go turn myself in. And that's, uh, you know, that's where we're left with Ellen's point of view. And we're back to Vin again. Jump back to Vin and Vin wakes up in this cell and finds this Inquisitor kind of looming over her. And he's like, open your mouth. And like he pushes up some sort of metal into her mouth and is like, swallow it, burn it. And she's forced to. And she does. When she did this, like it, it, it extinguished all of her metals. And Vin just had nothing left. and. She starts to sit down and go, okay, I need to think about the 11th medal then. I used it. I used it. What did I see? And she's like, I saw visions, and my visions were super similar to when I burned gold. They're, they're, they're almost exactly the same, except it was, it was his vision. It wasn't mine. I was looking at his visions. She was like, so I saw what the Lord Ruler could have been. Well, how does that help me? I'm yeah, dealing yeah. with the guy right now. Yeah, she, she's, she's smart. She's like, does that mean the 11th medal is an alloy of ATM or gold? Is it one of, is an alloy of one of these two? And she's like, well, you know, there are, there must be medals that aren't discovered yet because he gave this, you know, this inquisitor gave me a medal and when I burned it, it got rid of everything. So, so is there a 12 medal? It's yeah. like, oh gosh, yeah, there's just so much here. I know nothing. <laughs> you know nothing, Vin. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, she's like, okay, the 11th medal, you know, based on what I understand of gold or ATM, the 11th medal showed me what the Lord Ruler could have been if things were different. The inquisitor comes in. And we, you know, she's getting taken out now to go be taken to the Lord Ruler. And she notices that the Inquisitor with the, the one that she attacked with all the arrowheads has already completely healed. There's nothing left resembling that he was attacked. I mean, I think it mentions he had a little bit of scarring, but that was it. And it's like, oh boy, this is, this is getting really, really bad. And she gets taken in front of the Lord Ruler and the Inquisitors are all around and there's the Lord, the Lord Praelin who is the, the head of the... Steel Ministry Church. Yeah, essentially the head of the Steel Ministries Church. And also... Vin's father. He yeah. is also Vin's father. Yep, and so... This young Lord Ruler is back, sitting on his throne, or whatever it is that that is there, and is like, all right, what do y'all want? Y'all are annoying the heck out of me. And the Lord Praelin's like, hey, maybe you should be sending out the Steel Inquisitors to handle this like ongoing rebellion. And, and the Lord Ruler's like, eh. I normally let the noblemen purge themselves, but we'll let the Ska do it this time. And he's just not even worried as the Ska are just slaughtering uh, all the noble houses. 
and what did he say it, it does it does them good to be reminded or something like that oh well they said he said i usually let them we destroy themselves in the every century or so in one of their petty wars but this will take care of it just fine yeah it's it's perfect and then in there like what if the ska would take over he said then i will deal with them yeah yeah if they if they actually take over and come marching on the palace i will handle them okay so why are we here the inquisitors want to take over leadership of the ministry that's what they want and that's what i think it's what is his name car 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 is just voicing out that he's like listen you know by allowing mere mortals by allowing these humans to rule your church you've you've invited in corruption here's our proof the lord praline over here he's corrupted and he's the head of your church and then he looks down at vin and goes now child tell the lord ruler who your father is and she's like, okay, well, if they want to know, then I'm definitely not telling them. So Vin tries to fight back and goes, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. But eventually it is, you know, Vin's forced to reveal because the Inquisitor walks up to her and goes like, you're going to tell me who your father is. And she feels like the overwhelming power of his allomancy because she can't even shield herself with copper. She has no metals. Well, and she said the Lord Ruler is going to know if you're lying. Yeah, he's like, the Lord Ruler is going to know if you're lying. And at the one point... You know, Vingo's Lord Ruler is actually God. Kelsier made a mistake. And she admits that the Lord Praelin is her father. And the the Lord Ruler's like, all right, y'all can handle him. And the, the Inquisitors kill him. And Quite what brutally. Is, yeah, brutally. They enjoy it. Talks about with their wicked smiles, they jump over and they just, they kill this guy. And um, I think you said it best. What is exactly the Lord Ruler says here? I did not make a mistake. I've never made a mistake, but it's time for a change. Yep, and she he he basically is going to officially give over control of the still the, the the ministry to the Steel Inquisitors. And that's where we're left at the end of this chapter. All right, chapter 37. We we've heard that epigraph before. That was the last one that Ven read in one of the previous chapters where she was reading the book and she's like, "What? You know, the journal ends there?" That's ridiculous. <laughs> So here we are. We're back to Doxon, and Doxon is doing what he does best, making Kelsier's dreams a reality. This guy is an absolute machine. He a well-oiled machine. He gets everything moving exactly how it needs to be. He has the incoming ska getting armed properly. He's divert he he's even mentioning like, oh, we need to divert people from this warehouse to the next one. We're almost out of weapons. Like he is keeping everything moving very well. And he even mentions that Gorodel, who was a palace guard who seemingly switched sides, is helping him by going in and out of Kredik Shah, spying and trying to look for Vin. And Gorodel comes back with some terrible news, which is Vin has been captured and is in the dungeons. And Darkson wants terribly to go save her, but he realizes, Vin, you got that, you got yourself into that, and right now we need to be able to secure our flanks we need to be able to eliminate the rest of the great houses before we march on the palace because we don't want anyone coming up behind us when we start our final assault so they want to save vin but in his own words we don't have time we don't have time to save her yet and the rebels bring this hooded figure you know someone who surrendered himself ellen to dachshund and Ellen begins to beg Doxon to listen to him. And he, he kind of explains what you talked about in the previous chapter a lot, which was, listen, I've literally done nothing but study this. 
what's happening right now is going to go bad. Y'all are going to ultimately fail, not because you fail to kill everyone, but because you're going to have no control over anybody or anything, and your rebellion's eventually going to start cannibalizing itself. It's going to start, they're going to start fighting. Once they have no more enemies, there's going to be no structure in place, and you're going to start fighting each other for what's left. This needs to stop. You need to get control over people. You need to not slaughter the noblemen. Slobble the nobleman. And he's like, oh, well, of course, you're going to tell me to do that. And he's like, listen, they're just going to hold up inside their own keeps and protect themselves. Yep. They're not going to attack you. And even Doxin admits, that's true. That's a like, good point. Yeah, they're not going to attack us. They're so scared about what's going on now. They wouldn't win even if they did attack. Right, right. And he's just saying, listen, if you just ignore the noble noblemen, let them hide in their keeps, okay? They're not going to attack you. And after this is all said and done, and after you've taken over, right, you have no knowledge of the trade. That's never been what the Ska have a- had access to. You will have all the power, but what you will have are a bunch of noble houses who understand the economy of the final empire. And you can probably, he says to them, he, Ellen wants to work together, but he tells them, you can essentially force them in and assimilate them, right? You can force them into to, to keeping everything running for you. And Doxon's like, well, you know, maybe that works, maybe that won't work. And he, or Ellen goes, how about Valette? Find Valette. She'll tell you I'm a good person. And he goes, well, Vin, Doxin, you know, well, Vin is captured right now in the, in, in Critic Shaw. And, you know, we basically, he goes like, we know all about you already, <laughs> Ellen, but she's captured. And it, he, you know, we're left with like Ellen's Pikachu face and we cut to Vin's point of view again. And Vin's being thrown back into her cells. And, the Inquisitor is just messing with her. It's like, we're going to torture you a lot longer because your brother, we learned a lot from your brother. We learned not to give up early. And Vin's like, what do you mean? And he, Carr explains how Reen was, Reen never left. He Reen was captured. Was, Reen was taken by the Steel Ministry and Reen did not break. He did not give Vin up. He, he died screaming, promising that Vin had died of starvation. And so... With that, like, do, Reen, okay, Reen's not a good guy. We've gone back and forth. We talked about, oh, is it, you know, we could be, he, he was abusive. But in the end, he had Vin's back. He did not betray her. L- like he promised, yeah. he did not do it. Indeed. So the Inquisitors learned, we're, we know now that there, there do exist people who can resist us. And we're very good at what we do. But they, they, they kind of humble themselves and they go, we realize that there are people who can, can resist our torture, but we know a way to get around that. And they bring in this naked, beaten man, this eunuch. They bring in Sazed and toss him into the, the, into the cell next to hers and says, think about everything we could possibly do to you. We're going to do it to him instead. and We're going to take our time and make sure he does not die. Until you give us the answers. And we can, we can see it. We can see just how Vin reacts. Vin will break. Vin will make it stop. Vin mm-hmm. would not, is not going to let Sazed go through that. Mm-hmm. And so the Inquisitor just goes, all right, well, you, uh, you think about that and we'll be back in a little bit. I need to go claim my prize. And Carl leaves to go to the ceremony to officially be given control over basically the Empire. Yeah, basically. And Vin's mad at Sazed. I'm mad at Sazed. Like, Sazed, what the heck? What are you doing here? And he's like, well, I came in to help you, you know? 
just like again, you know, he says, I made a vow to Kelsier that I'm going to protect you. And this is so sad seeing this because Seiza was talking to her saying how he was going to go because he can't he can't afford to let the information that he has die with him. He needs to pass it on. And he can't give his metal minds to anyone because they can't use them. They can't use them. He has to pass on the information physically or by word of mouth. And he says in his mind, he goes, well, I guess we're going to take the chance. And he goes after Vin. Well, Vin is completely just naked. Or Vin. Says it is naked, has nothing on him. He doesn't even have his, any metal on him. He's just completely bare. Yet we see him start to grow and get bigger. And it describes how, like, Says it, this scrawny, long, lengthy. When I think of Says it, I think of, you know, just a very tall and lengthy gentleman. I think I said, I think I said in a previous chapter, and I'm going to use it here again. Think like an NBA basketball player, but without muscle definition. Right. Just right. tall and lengthy. And that he grows and he becomes incredibly muscular and he breaks the door, like he breaks open the cell and breaks the door open and saves them both. And she's like, says, how do you do that? You don't have any, you don't even have any. Any metal. Any metal. He goes, no, I, I took one from your book. He goes, I ate my metal. He swallowed him. So he swallowed some some metal that he's pulling energy from. And here's a little, I jumped ahead because I got super excited at that point. But I jumped ahead a little bit. What he did before, though, was he he shrank down to almost skeletal in nature, lost all muscle mass. And we learn that he's actually storing strength there for a second. And then he uses it and breaks everything, breaks down the cell and, and, and escapes out. And he begs Vin. He tells Vin, hey, listen, I swallowed like a ring or something like that. I barely It barely has any energy in it. I'm out. And you need to leave me because when he, when he went back to being normal... He was still incredibly beaten. He was beaten terribly by the, the Steel Inquisitors. And so he can barely hobble right now. And he's like, I don't have the energy. I don't have any ability here. You just need to leave me. And Vin's like, that's not going to happen. And these soldiers, just normal soldiers from the from the, pal- from the palace guard, come in. And Vin realizes that she's going to have to fight them with no medals. And she starts. And you even see, I, there's a sad moment. This moment, it, it was so sad when I read it. That right before she starts the fight, she grabs the, the, the knives, the torturer's knives off the table and looks back and says it's just like a husk of a skeleton because he's trying desperately to store a little bit of strength to try to fight. And she's like, he's not going to make it in time. Like, there's there's going to be nothing there. And so she starts to fight them. And this another group of soldiers comes in at like the last second and they're led by Goradel and Elland. And they're like, hey, like we're taking them with us. And it's like, nope, it's not going to happen. And Gordon and Ellen, his soldiers, they start to fight as the other soldiers kind of getting, you know, they have this like mosh pit of soldiers fighting each other. And Vin comes out and starts fighting as well. And she's like, man, something needs to change because Ellen's soldiers, while they have their back to the wall, they're not going to be able to fight them all off. And even Ellen, dude, he's a, he's a scholar. She even points out that he barely knows how to handle the sword that's in his hand. Dueling cane, I think. I, I think it came a sword at some point. I think he picked a sword. Maybe up. so. But but yeah, like he can barely handle what's what he's using right now. And Vin goes, Vin lucks out and it's like, oh, she spots her mist cloak, and there's still the metals inside of it. So she grabs her mist cloak, cons- uh, ingests the metals, and easily handles the guards at that point. Easily handles the situation. And Ellen's like, oh, oh, um, a mistborn. Um, 
You know, it's usually polite to tell people about that. Yeah, it's just normally <laughs> polite to mention that you're a Mistborn. And Vin is just over the moon. She even says, like, no one's ever come back for her. And so she's just excited over the like, just super excited because, like, everyone, you know, up to this point, she just learned that Rain didn't leave her and betray her. But up to this point, she felt like Kelsier left her and betrayed her. Reen had left her and betrayed her before she realized that everyone always leaves, no one comes back. And she's like, well, Reen didn't even betray me. And Ellen came back after he left. So she's just super happy about that. And she's just like, listen, I have to go do this. I have to go confront the Lord Ruler. And Ellen's like, uh, what? What now? Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. And Vin puts on, a, you know, she finds in, in, in her setup, she finds her mother's earring. She puts that on and she's like, I'm ready. Like, I got to go. I got to go fight this guy. And Stacey's like, uh, no, you. Uh, OK, yeah. Oh, no, sorry. Ellen's like, no, you really shouldn't. And says it's like, I'm not going to stop you because I think you're right, Vin. Like, if we want any chance of this rebellion actually taking hold, you need to fight the Lord Ruler. And I'm not going to stop you. I'm going to I'm going to say I'm going to make sure Ellen gets away safely. And then I'm going to come back to help you. And Vin's like, don't worry. I think I know how to do it. And that's where we're left at the end of this chapter. Chapter 38. Here we go. Buckle up. Vin is launching herself, flying above Greedic Shaw. She can see the entire rebellion now, having joined together, marching on the palace. At this point, she knows, just as Sazed said, she has to find a way to deal with the Lord Ruler. Otherwise, all of this is going to be for nothing. So, we get a car point of view? We get the, the Lord Ruler giving control over the entire ministry to the Inquisitors. Which effectively hands over power to the Empire. Yep, and in his point of view, we learn that the Steel Inquisitors are in constant pain from their spikes, whatever these are. But, and we also learn how Pocket Pewter worked. Indeed. As the, 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 the spikes through their eyes get rid of their sight as we know it completely but they can instead see in metal everything has metal every droplet of water every person there's metal in everything therefore they can see the world in a similar but not really sort of way i i, I always imagine it kind of like way daredevil they did those effects back in the day or like uh, the matrix when it's loading in but it hasn't formed texture yet it's just that like outline. yeah something like yeah. that and we find out the Inquisitors were have been sowing corruption in the Obligators the whole time. Just purely to take control. Just so they could take control in the end. The last bit of information we learn is that most of the Inquisitors have gone to sleep at this point. Because apparently, just being awake as an Inquisitor, it takes a lot out of you. And as Carr is thinking about them, you know, having gone to sleep and everything, then arrives crashing through the window. And we go back to her point of view as she burns the 11th medal. She lunges out with all the speed she can, with all the push before Carr's able to even like kind of realize what's going on. And she launches out towards the Lord Ruler. His shadows. The images she sees from the 11th medal. And she starts to cut through them with her knife. And nothing happens. Yeah, because when she burned gold, she was able to touch her past self. 
or whatever self that was. Yep, and here she gets nothing. So having having that failed, she turns and she has to f- begin fighting Carr because Carr at this point has you know woken up a little bit and has lunged out to try to fight her, and the Lord Ruler calls out for the Inquisitors, summoning them to k- get in here and to kill Vin, but only one comes out, the rest. MIA. So, the Inquisitor or uh, Car is able to kind of grapple her, and the Lord Ruler is like, "Oh, you're done." Car was a soldier in his past, you know. Before I, I made him into one of these things. Before I made him great, Car was a soldier, and he knows how to hold people who are bigger than you, stronger than him. And so, there's no way you're going to break out of that. And Car starts to essentially choke Vin to death. And there's no way she's going to get out of it until he kind of gasps and falls over dead. And standing behind him is another Steel Inquisitor having pulled out a spike out of Carr's back. That just instantly killed him. And What? And it's Kelsier. It's Kelsier. No, it looks like Kelsier. It's Marsh. Marsh. Marsh isn't dead. Marsh, that scene they saw, Marsh is a Steel Inquisitor. And Marsh takes, takes, drops the spike. And as the Lord Ruler is going, what? One of my own have betrayed me. Looks over to all the doors where the Inquisitors supposedly are supposed to sleep and rest. He sees spike after spike stacked on top of each other. Car, like Marsh had killed the rest of the Steel Inquisitors that were here in Kritik Shah. Then kind of, kind of trying to you know, get her get get her wits back about her. She had just almost been choked to death, and she sees Marsh with su- like even more superhuman. I'm gonna say super misborn strength here, su- super misborn speed. Lunge out and get behind the Lord Ruler and tear apart his 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 like dressing his coat, whatever it was, and look back, look down, and try to see if there was something maybe in the Lord Ruler's back, and there's nothing. And with a single smack, with the same strength he smacked Kelser with. The Lord Ruler just basically backhands Marsh, and Marsh goes unconscious and limp, flying across the room. The Lord Ruler is so strong. He shoots out a steel push that Vin describes as she literally feels the metal inside of her stomach start to push against her. He's able to push her with the metal she's consumed. Which was supposed to be impossible, but you know... (laughs) <laughs> I mean, what is what is impossible at this point? Indeed. So he still pushes so hard that Vin feels like the metal in her stomach almost rips her apart, and he's trying. She, I mean, he pushes her so hard that her earring, her mother's earring, that's in her ear, something that Kelsier said, it's good if it's in her ear. If it's in your ear, it's fine. No one can affect that. He pushes it and it rips out of her ear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. Again, supposed to be impossible, but you know, here we go. The Lord Ruler. The Lord Ruler is faster and stronger than literally anything else that, that, that has existed up to this point that we have seen. And he's also covered in metal. He's yeah, he's also just covered in metal, like it's nothing. Which is supposed to be like that's the whole reason the 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 nobles like copy his style or whatever, but they're supposed to be like, I can wear so as much metal as I want because you're not gonna be able to beat me. 
She gets pushed up so hard against the wall that she lands and she feels this pain in her leg and she realizes her leg is broken. Even with through pewter. Even through pewter. Her bone, like, and we saw, like, we saw in the fight with Kelsey where Kelsey mentions he's straight up blocking dueling canes because, with, his, with his bone because it's reinforced by pewter. So with her leg broken, she's looking up and the Lord Ruler is kind of looking over at Marsh and starts to kind of, like, belittle him and say, how could you betray me? How could you do this when I made you dominant? I am God. And Vin in her mind is like, dominant. This, this guy doesn't sound like the guy from the logbook. This guy doesn't sound like whoever wrote the logbook dominant. He, he sounds who, like someone from the logbook. Who said that my people should be dominant? And then she remembers the images after the 11th medal. Vin burns the 11th medal and sees the person in fur. The person dressed like a Pac-Man. And it clicks for her. This Lord Ruler is Rashik. Rashik. We'll go, we're going to talk about that for a while. <clears throat> Rashik must have killed the Hero of Ages and took the power for himself. Rashik killed the guy who, drew, who was wrote the, wrote wrote the, the journal. So the, the Lord Ruler, like she's trying to figure out, so how is this happening? Why, why is he so strong? Well, if he's a Pac-Man... He has Allomancy. He has Ferrochemy and Allomancy. And Vin looks down and she sees and she quickly scans him. Most of the jewelry is just on him. The jewelry has a purpose. He's a ferrochemist. But there's one set of jewelry on him that's actually embedded into the skin itself. And it's his bracelets. And she goes, well, you know. Metal that's pierced into the skin should not be affected by allomancy, but I'm different. And he pushed on the metal that was that was in me. And so she starts to flare her iron as hard as she can and tries to focus and tries to pull on his bracers. And she sees all the lines come up around her. But and not then the bracers. The bra- and not the bracers. And the mists start curling around her because, you know, that's what happens with allomancy. And you see two lines start to show up right where those bracers are. She and pulls, pulls, yeah. And in the board ruler is pushing against her. You know, is it, it's his still push that's holding her back, and she's pulling at the same time. And she pulls the bracers free. She's able to pull the bracers off of the Lord Ruler's arms, and immediately, he begins to age rapidly. He starts to scream, you know, no, no, what have you done? And as he lunges out to try to grab onto the bracers, Vin, Vin sees that and pushes them out the window. Crashes through the stained glass. And he ages so rapidly that he falls down immobile. We see the old Lord Ruler again. Says it, having arrived at this point, is wielding a spear, and Vin even says, bless him. This guy really thought that charging him with a spear was going to do anything. <laughs> but... There he goes. And then, you know, Vin's like, this says, it's like, who is that? And Vin's like, that's, that's the Lord ruler. And outside with the, with the, the stained glass being broken, they start to hear, hear cheering because the, the, the Skull Rebellion has taken the palace and says it has a fantastic quote here. He just says, he just looks down as the, the Lord ruler and goes, listen, he would, he who would have been our God, the cheers are not for you. They were never for you. They were never for you. You lost. And the and and 
And the, the Lord ruler at this point is just like, you know, my church, you know, I'm never beaten. My church will do good. And Marsh stands back up and goes, well, actually, you just turned leadership of your church over to the Steel Inquisitors, and it looks like I'm the only one left. Your church will forget you, and I will make sure of this. And the Lord Ruler, in his last bit, his last breath here says, You do not know what I did for mankind. I was your God. Even if you couldn't see it, by killing me, you have doomed yourself. And then Vin takes a spear from Say's head and pierces it through the Lord Ruler's heart. The same way that he killed Kelsier. That is the end of the chapter. Final Empire. So, I mean, thank you for everyone who's been following us. Please. Yes, thank you so much. Let people know about us. Uh, we're a small project, and we hope to be less small in the future. Um, but let's go over the epic info dump that happens in the epilogue. All right. Well, I guess we'll start from the beginning here. This will be, I feel like this is more so going to be like a listing of the cool information because that's kind of what Brandon did. Brandon was basically like, hey, here's to answer a couple more of your questions, but there's always another secret. Indeed. And this, it's a little bit of like what happens and it's a lot of it's going to be setting up future stuff, but let's kind of go over it. All right. So Sazed, we're thinking Sazed's trying to make sense of what the heck the Lord Ruler was. It's Rashik. Okay. We know it's Rashik. How is Rashik alive after all this time? What the heck is going on? So, the Lord Ruler was both a ferrochemist and an alamancer. Currently, what's going on in the background is they're supposedly putting Eland on the throne. They are going to be listening to Eland and using what he said about having um, allies, essentially, out of the noblemen. And I think Doxon and a couple people are, are talking, and they're just like, they don't like the idea. Or it might have been Vin. They don't like the idea. But it's going to give their claim more legitimacy now because the Lord Ruler is dead and they have a nobleman, a very well-known one, that they're installing instead of themselves. They're, this is making for a lot better of a legitimate claim. Mm-hmm. It's, it's looking less like a revenge plot, even though it started that way with Kelsier. Mm-hmm. It's looking less like a revenge plot and more like an actual... Stable uh, change in government. I mean, I was going to say an actual coup like that's, yeah. any, better, like that's any better. But... A little better of a coup. Coup for the right reasons. <laughs> um, but yeah. A little coup as a treat. Yep. And so they're setting up Ellen's new government. They're, they mention how he's trying to actually write new laws immediately. He's trying to put forth a lot of, a lot more into this change and maybe trying to apply some of those initial thoughts he has on, uh, or all that reading he's done. All right. So the Lord Ruler was not a god. Says it kind of mentions, you know, does this mean that anyone who is lucky enough to be a ferrochemist or an alamancer could have had his power? Is that why he hated and persecuted the ferrochemist so much? Was because, you know, was he trying one, he was trying to hide that he was a ferrochemist, and two, what that's why they were so so they were bred, the terrorist people were bred specifically to get rid of ferrochemy. Because did the Lord Ruler know that anyone who could have been born both like an alamancer and a ferrochemist, anyone who was born a misborn who was actually also born a ferrochemist, could they have challenged him for what he could do? So, but to my to our understanding, the Lord Ruler, okay, could store youth in a metal mine, and we we heard that right, store storing age meant you know, Brandon's so good at this, but Sazen and Kelsier both mentioned if y'all picked that up like five, six chapters ago, or like, or however long it was, it was longer than that. 
but both Kelsier and Sazed both both mentioned within a chapter of each other that they could store up weird attributes like age. But the whole point was that it didn't matter if you stored age because you'd have to spend time being old yep. and you basically your body aged the same over time. So it's not like you could prolong your life doing that unless Except... you were able to burn metal mines the way that he was able, the, the Lord Ruler was able to as a ferrochemist who could store and burn. Yes, that's that says its theory, right? The whole idea was that he goes, well, what if, you know, since you're making your own metal mines... You can burn your own metal mines because they are your sources of energy. And we've seen that, you know, when allomancers use their use metals, they use a very small amount of metal to create a whole bunch of energy. And so he goes, well, what if I stored X amount of it, X amount of youth in this metal and then burned it? I should be able to create more youth than I stored doing it this way. So he said something along the lines of you can get 10 times the return. He, th he thinks something along those yeah, lines, but yeah. that makes sense. Now it means you can store youth and get 10 times the amount of youth that a normal person would, a ferrochemist would be able to get. Yeah, which also doubles and explains why, uh, why when those, his, those bands, you know, those bracers were removed from him. That's why he aged so rapidly was because his body was trying to come back to what it should have been. Right. And the breeding programs basically removed the ferrochemists and kept them from mixing. Yeah, so there was no potential, or at least a very tiny one, that an allomancer would become a miss, would be a misborn, and a ferrochemist. Mm -hmm. Interesting. That is so crazy. Okay, <laughs> like I thought this was just some secret magic system kept away that the Lord Ruler feared, and here it was. He was like, "Oh no, I'm that. Mm -hmm. We don't need any more of me running around." Okay. So, we move on to the next question we had, and that the group, you know, and here we have Vin, it's awesome, dude, I, I picture this as like the, it's kind of like the anime ending where they're all like sitting on the hill watching the sunset, there's Vin, Marsh, and Sazed, all just trying to figure out what the heck's going on, trying to figure out the mysteries of what they've uncovered, and so the next question they had was, what exactly, if this was, is this what the Lord Ruler was? He was just an allomancer and a ferrochemist. That, to their understanding, that's all he was. What was the power at the Well of Ascension? What was the what was the hero? What power did Rashik take up and, and steal from whoever this person was who wrote the logbook? And Sazed, you know, I'd, was it Sazed? They were like, you know, maybe the power was Alamancy because they can't find any records that Alamancy existed before. But they're like, well, the Alamancy's always been known to come with the mist, come with right? The mist, right? And so what if that power, you know, what if that's what the power at the well was? Was he got, he became, he had Alamancy. And that would make sense because what, what about the church doctrine, right? The church doctrine was that the Lord Ruler made Alamancers as a reward. He gave Alamancy to the, to the people who supported him as a reward. Mm -hmm. Maybe, maybe that's the case. And Vin notes... That makes a lot of sense because Vin said that she felt like she was able to draw some power from the mist in her fight with the Lord Ruler. What? They what? That was just like mentioned offhand. Like it's not you could draw power from the mist. Okay. We just keep learning new things all uh, all all the time. This last I, few chapters. I mean, it kind of, like it doesn't seem like that came out of nowhere. I guess because like Kelsier and like even mentions of Vin that like, oh yeah the mist just seemed to act up when we use Alamancy in them. Yeah. What? 
okay, whatever. Okay, so there's always another secret. Mm-hmm. So now they ask March the question. All right, March, you're an inquisitor. You know, what's it take to you know to make an inquisitor? We thought you're. I think the main thing they said was, okay, we thought you died. Who the heck was the corpse then? And he was like, there were actually several corpses. There were several corpses. Making an inquisitor is nasty business. And he didn't want to talk about it. He didn't really want to talk about it. But the thing was, he did mention what there were, the spikes. He says, there's 11 spikes in the body. Two in the head, eight in the chest, and one in the back that seals them all together. And that's how he was able to kill the other inquisitors. He says, you remove the one in the back. He says, well, his exact words were, if you are able to separate the top spikes from the bottom spikes, that kills him. So, Which beheading sounds like it gets the so job done. Kelsier beheading that other Inquisitor was able to kill it. But Marsh pulling that spike in the middle that sealed them all together was able to kill them as well. Mm-hmm. So now they know Inquisitor's weaknesses because, you know, as we're reminded, there are like maybe 20 across the final empire, which means that they only handled the Inquisitors in Luthadel. And that could be a big issue if they decide that they're not going to bend the knee to Marsh, who... You know, supposedly is is the head of the church right now. Mm-hmm. So it's good information to have in the future on is how how to kill one of these inquisitors. Okay. So, uh, what are the Chandra? Um, the keepers know very little about them. Says so it's like I really have no clue what the what the Chandra are. Um, but they know that some noble houses hire them, and that the Chandra needs the bones of someone to imitate them. And Kelsier, it, it's mentioned that Kelsier transferred the Condra's contract to Vin, which means Lord Renew is supposedly serving Vin now. And it was like, he's like, I don't want that. I don't want that thing that, that ate Kelsier. Yeah. And they're like, well, don't, you know, so he's like, you should probably rethink that because Condra are paid an ATM, which means if you have the contract now, it means that Kelsier paid a very hefty sum, and a conjurer could be very useful for what we're going to need in the future. Mm-hmm. So Vin's like, yeah, I don't want him. And that's where that's left. Marsh is going to try to change everything from the inside of the Steel Ministry. Ellen is now king. Cool. That that Even with all the backing and the information, the good points Ellen made making him king feels like it came out of left field okay whatever but vin focuses on what i thought about and i mentioned in the last chapter i said i I said it wrong the first time and i corrected myself the lord ruler's final words were you do not know what i do for mankind what i do for mankind Not, not what i did not what i did what i do and by killing me you have doomed yourselves and she mentioned that when he said that, he, he didn't have pride in his eyes. She said she saw fear in his eyes. And then thinks about it and goes, guys, we don't know what the heck the deepness is. You know, the Lord Ruler said what I do, not what I did. Did he beat, you know... He wasn't the hero. He killed the hero. Mm-hmm. Did he not beat the deepness? Is the deepness still a threat that we're going to have to deal with? Dang it, Brandon. <laughs> Explains why there's more books. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. 
Kelsier, Breeze, and them would be sad. The next bit of information we learn. Where's the ATM? No one knows where the ATM is. There's no ATM in the treasury. Where the heck is the ATM? They started to think, did someone hit the ATM without us knowing? But that would make no sense because there's that big, you know, WWE SmackDown happening in the in, in the in the palace, you know, and the the entire palace was surrounded by the rebellion. Who got the ATM? Where is it? No idea. But they're happy because Ellen and Breeze together are able to bring a lot of legitimacy to the to to the the rebellion because he's now king. He's a nobleman. Breeze is calming people down and being like, "Hey, like you know." What was it? I don't think Kelsey would be very happy that he died and we put a nobleman on, on the throne. throne. <laughs> but Sazed says, no, no, listen. We put a good man on the throne, and that's something we know. And we know through Ellen's point of view. Naive, but a good man. Indeed. And so Vin goes to watch and see Ellen because she hasn't seen him since she killed the Lord Ruler. And she feels like he does not, uh, you know, she feels like she doesn't really deserve or him or that he doesn't deserve having to deal with her. And, but listen, Reen did not abandon her. So she's not going to abandon him. And she goes back and they embrace and then realizes it's everything she ever wanted. And that's the end of the final empire. Hey everyone, Vod here. Please rate our podcast and follow us for regular episodes Monday through Friday. If you enjoy listening, consider subscribing. We are a very small project, so please support us with likes and comments. You can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash ontos. That's patreon.com slash O-N-T-O-S. Thanks again, and remember, our sentience depends on you.